Friday on Locked On Goals. It's the Jacob Perot Show. We pour one out for Cody Curran and have yourself a night, Alex Limoge. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Goals Thursday. That's right. Every Thursday, we talk about the Ducks AHL team, the San Diego Goals, just down the five freeway. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, whatever you hear your podcast on. Maybe Smoke Signal. I'm, I'm kidding. Not Smoke Signal, but either way, wherever you get your podcasts, Locked on Ducks is there along with Locked on NHL and a plethora of other Locked on shows. So yeah, do check those all out. All right, so it has been a busy, busy week of goals action. Since we last met, the goals were riding a three-game point streak, a streak that is continuing even right now. Yeah, you heard me right. The streak is still on. Actually, to correct myself, they had a three-game winning streak, not just a point streak, a winning streak. They had back-to-back shutouts against Bakersfield and Ontario. Then they destroyed Henderson. So could they do it again two nights later against that same Henderson team at Pachanga Arena? Well, I got to tell you, last Friday was a fun night at Pachanga Arena. Lots of fans came out for that one. That was just that, that was one of those games that was just a ball for everyone there. It was a pretty sizable crowd, 8,000 fans there going completely nuts. And the action on the ice was super hot. You had Yuri Patera versus Lukas Dostal. So Dostal back in net. And by the way, San Diego wearing their classic third jerseys, those kind of sky blue, ocean blue jerseys. I love those jerseys. Very reminiscent of the great Willie O'Ree, who played all those seasons for the San Diego Gulf. So we'll pick things up right away. Because in the first period, it was all San Diego. In fact, I'm just going to say this right now. The first two periods, puck control was all San Diego. There was absolutely no forecheck from Henderson. San Diego played their game. And the Silver Knights, well, they played on their heels practically the entire game. And I give credit to the goals for keeping the puck control, but also delivering some great passes through the neutral zone to keep Henderson on their heels. And once Henderson just got tired, they just kind of gave up on the forecheck altogether pretty early in the game. That's something that you want to do to your opponents. You want to demoralize them. And that's something that the goals did right away in the game. In the first period, first San Diego goal came middle of the first period. Actually, to correct myself on that one, Kind of late-ish in the first period with about five and a half minutes left. So Alex Limoges gains control of the puck in the corner. Then he dished it off to Bo Grew, who drove towards the net and got a kind of shot off of Yuri Patera. And then there was Jacob Perot to pick up the loose change from Yuri Patera's left side. And he put it away for the first goal of the game, making it one nothing. And that was Perot's 10th of the season. He's reached double-digit goals. So congrats to Jacob Perot. Oh, but he wasn't done just yet. 
because in the second period, we had some more awesomeness from Jacob Pearl. And the goal was great, but this was my favorite moment of the game because this made everyone in the arena go absolutely BS crazy. The awesomeness came with about 11 and a half minutes left in the second period. So Perot skated towards the puck. And just as he left the puck for a check, he ducked and just laid out Reed Duke towards the Silver Knights bench. This almost looked like a scene out of D2 or D3, the Mighty Ducks, where you have a player kind of ducking and then you have someone who's trying to hit him. He just kind of ducks and kind of flips him and drives him right towards the Silver Knights bench. That was amazing. And of course, Henderson retaliated because they were all pissed off. So Perot also got a penalty for the interference call. But oh baby, what a way to excite the crowd and excite his team. Because right after that penalty, Greg Prince scored his eighth of the year on a sweet pass from Lucas Elvinus, who was around the faceoff dot. Brogan Rafferty with the secondary apple, that made it 2 nothing. But Jacob Perot bringing the energy, bringing that kind of play. You talk about a guy who was highly skilled. He's also got a little bit of grit to him. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't expect him to just duck and lay out Reed Duke. I didn't see that coming at all. When you go after someone, you go after one of the big guns. And Reed Duke is one of the bigger guns on that team. So I, I I pour one out for Jacob Pro. I give him all the applause I possibly can, even though I'm not supposed to cheer in the press box. Everybody there was highly, highly excited. And you could just hear it. You could feel the energy in that Pachanga Arena crowd. Whew, that was a fun one. Oh, but with just over a minute left in the second period, Henderson was on the power play. And Colt Conrad, he had a shift that he would like to forget. As he gained entry, he tried to execute a drop pass, but there was no one home for the Silver Knights. So Bryce Kindop picks up the puck, right? And Jermaine Lowen tripped Kindop going the other way. However, Kindop kept control even after he got tripped. He somehow got back up, kept control, and continued skating towards the goal. And with a delayed penalty... Bryce passed it to Nicholas Bruyard, and just as Bruyard was going to pass it back, the puck deflected off of Colt Conrad's stick. I kid you not. And it goes in the freaking net. That made it 3 nothing goals shorthanded, and I could tell that Colt Conrad was just pissed off at himself. One, for trying to get that drop pass. Two, for falling down on his ass. And three, having the puck go off of his stick. For the kind of own goal. What a stupid goal. That's about as stupid as it can get. So Cole Conrad had to go back to the bench. Just feeling demoralized. Oh but we weren't done yet. Just a couple of seconds after that goal. This is where we pour one out. For the recently departed Cody Curran. Because we had a lasting memory from Cody Curran. Two seconds after the puck drop. Matt Bowdens went after him and said, you know what, you want to go? And Cody said, yeah, I'll go. And so they went. He dropped the gloves with Matt Bowdens, and it was on. Bowdens did get a couple of early hits on, 
and Curran's helmet came off first. But Curran recovered. He recovered on that fight and got one solid punch. And went, oh, I, I have it now. I have the advantage. And he just laid it on him. Soon after, Curran got Bowden's helmet off. He got his bucket off. They're both kind of going at each other. Bowden's with another, maybe one or two good punches. But Curran got the majority of the hits right after that. And he just laid out Matt Bowden's. And the tail of the tape on that fight. Matt Bowden's six foot one ninety two, Cody Curran six two two hundred and one pounds. Curran had the better reach, and he took advantage. And once, and this was the lasting image of Cody Curran, just as he was leaving and he was going straight to the locker room, he raised both his arms up, waving to the crowd, trying to get the crowd going into it, and they were feeling it. This crowd was loud and active, and they just loved Cody Curran as a member of the San Diego Goals. That was probably one of the great moments of that game. Third period, it was all Henderson. Uh, Dorofayev scored 3-1, but that was it. Final score was 3-1 in favor of the San Diego Goals. The third period kind of went slowly, but hey, you know what? That is another win for the San Diego Goals. At the time, that was their fourth consecutive victory. And you got to hand it to everybody that played in San Diego. Jacob Perot had a great game. Nicholas Bruyard, he looked really good out there. Greg Prince, also a star. But I want to give a star to Cody Curran for hyping up the crowd, having a tremendous fight. And just a few hours after he fought Matt Bowden's, he got traded along with Hampus Lindholm to the Boston Bruins. So now Cody Curran is playing with the Providence Bruins. So that was the game last Friday. That was just a fun one to watch. That was a fun game all around. And for all 8,000 fans that were there, they definitely got their money's worth against the Silver Knights. Great effort all around. And Cody Curran, we miss you, buddy. We just miss you. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission because I just realized I talked for a long time just about that one game, but that was a fun one. So before we head to the break, we're going to talk about betonline.net, which is where the game starts. It is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And they have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And it is March Madness time. The madness continues this week, and we have games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. UCLA is still in it. You have 16 teams left. Then you have the Elite Eight this weekend. You could have a 15th seed make it. Who knows what's going to happen in this March Madness tournament. And there's also the NBA and the NHL. So if you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines on basketball, even spring training baseball and hockey, head over to betonline.net. Once again, that is BetOnline, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is part of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're talking about the San Diego Goals and their 
point streak that they're currently on right now. They're riding a seven-game point streak. I just talked about the game last Friday. Let's talk about the game that happened on Saturday against the same Henderson Silver Knights. But this one was in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. This one was all Henderson, the first and third period. But San Diego, they put up not one, not two, but three goals in the second period, not only out shooting them 11-4, to but they pretty much out-attempted them, I would say, the entire period. That goal's second period was much like the goal's first game over the week where they had puck control, they slowed down the pace to their level, they kept Henderson on their heels the entire time. Forecheck was non-existent for Henderson. And it started off with Alex Limoges scoring his 13th on the power play. Then Trevor Carrick scored on a power play, but that was kind of like a weird turnover by the Henderson Silver Knights. And Carrick just picked the pocket. I believe it was either Hayes or Quinney that he picked their pocket, but Carrick just took it in. And this was going to be on a clearing attempt as well. And Henderson could not clear the puck. And there was Trevor Carrick right there. So that made it two to one. Then it was Bryce Kindop scoring his ninth. By the way, Jacob Perot with another assist there. So Perot's streak also continued as well. Looking pretty good for the goals. They had a 3-1 lead going into the third period. Everybody's looking good. Ole Eriksson Eck looking fantastic. Then the third period, Henderson kind of took over like they did the previous game, except they actually scored two goals this time. Dorofeyev scored, then Lechizan scored. And that tied things up at three goals apiece. But going into overtime, the goals had, they had some good chances in that overtime, including a four-on-three power play. That was a moment that I thought San Diego easily could have won the game and just didn't. A little bit of bad puck luck. So, sorry, Henderson did get the first couple shots and they looked good to start. Then you had the goals just kind of take over after that. You had Lucas Elvinus. He got a shot on. Then Nicholas Bruyard got a couple of shots on pretty, I would say, in the middle of that power play. And they were good shots, too. The Elvinus shot was right there. Then you had the Bruyard shots that were both kind of around the high slot area. I wouldn't say they were high danger chances, but Bruyard got a good shot, kind of a juicy rebound. Goals couldn't put it away, but then Briard came back at pretty much the same spot. Couldn't put it away there. The goals had a plethora of opportunities during that power play. In fact, they had six, count them, six shots on that power play. And this is the part where I'm going to give credit where credit is absolutely due. Dylan Kelly playing his first game. As a member of the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, that was his first, not only his first game with the Henderson Silver Knights, his first AHL game. Yes, you heard that right. He made his professional debut at age, you ready for this? Age 27. I know that goalies sometimes take a while to develop. Dylan Kelly, not exactly the first or second string goaltender for the Silver Knights because Vegas has had their issues not just with their rosters, but in gold in general. Robin Leonard's been out. So you have the Henderson Silver Knights main goalie up with Vegas. Dylan Kelly, they were like, you know what? Like, he's on the team right now. He just came on. Let's give him a shot. Let's throw crap on the wall and see what happens. So I'm going to give credit. 
Dylan Kelly had a great performance against San Diego. And he looked masterful in that overtime period. He was stopping every shot left and right. He looked really, really good in that overtime. And I thought he earned his stripes on his professional debut. Then it was the shootout. Jacob Perot did get the first shot during the shootout. He did have a forehand backhand fake. And just as he was going to go back to his forehand, he just lost the puck. He, he, he lost it. So Perot didn't get a goal there. And by the way, Jacob Perot is the only goal scorer in the shootout this season for San Diego. Just a little FYI. And the only goal in that shootout was Pavel Dorofayev scoring the game-winning shootout goal. Henderson won it 4-3, but the goals gained a point. So the point streak continued into Tuesday's game back at Pachanga Arena against the Henderson Silver Knights. Now, I will point out that I wasn't actually at this game. I was up in Ontario for the rain game. But I did keep track of the goals game. I actually had both the rain game in front of me. I had the goals game off to my side. So I was watching both games and seeing what the goals were doing for obvious reasons. And seeing Lukash Dostal get the start on that one, I thought was great. Erickson Eck had a good game up in Orleans, got the shootout loss. But Dostal, he was on his game. On this one, the bakery was closed and it was closed forever. Also, big props to Bobby Cressy, who was the San Diego Padres organist. He was also there at Pachanga Arena tickling the ivories as well. Alan Quine did score first for Henderson, but after that, it was all San Diego. They outshot Henderson 13-8 in the second period. And that's where it became the Jacob Perot show. This is where I I personally was very impressed probably more so with his game on Tuesday than I was over the weekend. And here's why. Because he scored not one, not two goals. And both of his goals in the second period were straight up vintage, just fundamental hockey. Because you are taught as a kid, when you start playing hockey, you're taught a few things. One thing you're taught, if you're on the outside, get the puck towards the net. You never know what's going to happen. Another thing you're taught, if you're driving down the middle, keep your stick on the ice and see if the puck comes your way. So that's just fundamental hockey right there. Jacob Perot exhibited every fine bit of fundamental hockey, and both of his goals were scored the exact same way. On the power play, on a sweet pass from Alex Limoges. So Alex Limoges is to Perot's left. Limoges rifles a pass towards the net. And Jacob Perot kept his stick down, deflected it just past the goalie pads of Dylan Kelly, and he put it away on the power play, making it one nothing. And then 10 minutes later, the exact same thing happened. Axel Anderson, he was kind of shrouded by a defenseman, and Jacob Perot beat a defenseman to his right. So Jacob Perot, using his speed beating defenseman and Axel Anderson gets a perfect pass also towards the goal and Jacob Perot once again kept his stick on the ice kept it there and scored his second of the game his 12th of the season that made it 2-1 San Diego they would add an empty netter thanks to Alex Limoges and that made it 3-1 in favor of the goals oh but Limoges wasn't done yet folks because we had a game last night that was probably Limoges' best professional game. And I'll go through this one quickly because I do 
have something that I want to talk about in the final segment of this program. Last night, Alex Limoges scored a hat trick. He had a terrific hat trick. He got a nice pass from Jacob Larson in the first period. And by the way, Drew Hellison, welcome to the show. Drew Hellison on his second game with the San Diego goals. Oh yeah, by the way, Drew Hellison, part of that trade, he made his goals debut on Tuesday against Henderson. He scored his first professional points. Yeah, he did it. So Drew Hellison, congrats on your first professional point in the American Hockey League. Way to go, kid, on your second game. By the way, he's turning 21 in two days. That's right. Drew Hellison is old enough to drink this coming Saturday. So just want to give an early birthday shout out to Drew Hellison turning the big 21, scoring his first professional point at age 20. So congrats to him. He got a pass to Jacob Larson, digging it to Alex Limoges for his first. Tucson did score two quick goals after that. And then it was the other young kid, Braden Tracy, who I like a lot. He scored his 11th of the season. Then Cole Holtz gave Tucson the lead. Then, just then, it was the perfect pass, perfect pass from Jacob Perot to Alex Limoges. Limoges scored his second of the game and Perot's 19th assist of the season. That made it a 3-3 tie heading into the third period. That third period, I think it was pretty tight all around. Um, great play on both sides. I thought Ole Eriksson Ek did a great job just keeping keeping it within reach for San Diego. He looked good on there. But then Alex Limoges, oh, doing it again. After he roofed his second goal, the hat trick goal was just a thing of beauty. And this was on the power play too. Alex Limoges got the puck right on his stick on another perfect pass. It went from Jacob Perot to Lucas Elvinus to Alex Limoges. Kind of a slow developing tic-tac-toe goal, but that was perfect. Perfect. So that is the hat trick for Alex Limoges. Everybody's going nuts. There were a few hats tossed onto the ice, and that was all she wrote. Your final score. Four to three in favor of the San Diego goals. And by the way, credit also to Ole Eriksson Eck for having a tremendous save right at the end of the game to preserve the one goal victory. And that means your San Diego goals are now on a seven game point streak and are now one point behind the Silver Knights for the sixth seed. And I'll talk about standings for a hot minute in a little bit. But first, we're going to take a quick timeout. And I'm going to talk about Jacob Perot after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Goals, which is under the umbrella of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, and we are talking San Diego Goals hockey. It is once again Goals Thursday. So for those of you that live in San Diego, well, first off, shout out to the Mad Hat Hucksters, San Diego local-based band playing us out here. And for those of you that live in San Diego County, you know, we do talk about 
the goals once a week at least. So if you're not really a major league hockey person, maybe you just love goals games, then hey, tell your friends. Check out Goals Thursday. We do talk about it here. All right, so I want to spend the majority of this segment talking about Jacob Perot. And this kind of comes on the heels of a tweet I had last night that has gotten a little bit of attention here and prompted a couple of my friends to talk to me about this. So I'm going to put out what I said. I put out this tweet last night after seeing Jacob Perot have an impressive third period. And here's what I said. Jacob Perot is a treat to watch, y'all. He drives the play so effectively and could help out the Ducks. He's got seven points in his last five games. What will it take for him to get a few games with Anaheim this year? So this has gotten, you know, people on both sides saying some want to see him play. Some want to see him play in San Diego for the rest of the season. Here's where I'm at. Looking at Jacob Perot's last week of games, there's been a lot that's impressed me with him. It's not just the points. I'll talk about, actually, I'll start with the points first. His first points on Friday, he moved the puck around and, you know, skated towards the puck and, you know, did a good job of faking out players and getting himself open. He's done that more than a couple of times this season. So he does get himself open. What I really liked in the last, in the game he scored two goals, and this was against Henderson on Tuesday, was the fundamentals. He is one of the most fundamentally sound players on the goals roster right now. And he's only 19 years old. Let me say it for everyone in the back. Jacob Perot is only 19 years old. He's not 20 yet. I do want to see him get some time. But at the same time, I have to kind of remind myself, he's only 19. He turns 20 on tax day. April 15th is when he turns 20 years old. We've still got a long time before he turns 20. By a long time, I mean like three weeks. It seems like a long time in hockey sense because there's a lot of games between now and then. So he's still young. As of right now, he has got 32 points in 46 games for the San Diego Goals. That is very good. In fact, looking at the San Diego Goals roster at large, he's among the team leaders in points. The only player above him in points is Nicholas Bruyard, who has 35. That's it. And then, of course, we cannot forget about Jacob Perot and that terrific goal he had earlier in the year. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I went berserk over this. This was early November where Jacob Perot pulled off the Michigan up in Bakersfield against the Condors. This was at Mechanics Bank Arena, where Jacob Perot just kind of in, not in stride, but he kind of paused for a second, picked up the puck, and he scored the Michigan goal. We cannot forget that either. So he's really good on the puck. But the fundamentals to keep his stick on the ice and beat out players and out-hustle them That looms large as well. But then I look at how he drives play. And I counted more than a few times where he had the puck in his own defensive end and brought it not exactly up the middle, but brought the puck up and kind of rushed his line mates to say like, no, we're going to go now. We're not going to wait around. We're not going to go behind Lukas Dostal or Ole Eriksson. We're not going to slow things down 
and let a few seconds lapse. No, he's going to gun it. He's going to go for it and drive play and keep up not necessarily a fast pace, but a good pace, a controlled pace, the kind of pace where the Ducks or goals are going to have the puck the majority of the time. I did mention time and time again that the goals, they kept Henderson on their heels for the majority of the week. And that is thanks in part to Jacob Perot, where he will take control of the puck and just not turn it over, which is another part of his game that I like. The lack of turnovers, especially recently, where I've seen Perot just gain control and either pass it off to his left or his right. And by the way, he's got some terrific line mates going for him right now. So that's another part of it as well. Jacob Perot is just a phenomenal player and someone that I think, I don't want to say he'll help out Anaheim, but I would like to see him get a few games. Not necessarily like a dozen, but I want to see him get to nine games. If not nine games, maybe at least four, five, or six games for a total of seven games. I mean, look, the Ducks are practically out of it. The goals are fighting for a playoff spot. So I understand that the goals probably don't want to see him go up to the Ducks right now. But for Jacob Perot, for his development, I would love to see him get a half dozen games towards the end of the season with the Ducks. You know, get his feet wet a little bit, get him more accustomed to the NHL game. And maybe, just maybe, that will help the San Diego goals out in the playoffs, which I do think at this point the goals are going to make the playoffs. They've had such a terrific run of games recently that they should make the playoffs. Should, should, should. There is still a ways to go. But at this point, if they don't make the playoffs, I will be, frankly, surprised if they don't make the playoffs. Because looking at the primer, two teams have clinched. Stockton and Ontario. San Diego's seventh. But they could catch Henderson very quickly. Oh, one more note about Jacob Perot that I do want to talk about before heading off. The way he kind of goes around defensemen, he's good at avoiding hits. And also, I mentioned this too, he's good at taking hits too. I mean, taking out Duke from Henderson, just ducking and leveling him. That's another part of his game that I really like is he is not afraid to get in there. He's not afraid to fight. He's definitely got no fear, and that's what you want to see from your rookie phenom. So do I want to see him get called up? Honestly, yes. Maybe just for three, four, or five games. And I understand the other side of it. You want him to develop, and you want him to dominate in the AHL. I do understand that. And as was mentioned by CJ Woodling, you know, Pat Verbeek... He will let prospects stay in the NHL for a long time and dominate. And now that I think about it, he had done that in both Tampa Bay and especially Detroit. He did that a lot with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Well, he will bring guys up very slowly. And some of those rookies are doing well in Detroit right now. That's fine. But, you know, a lot of fans want to see it. And I still feel like it would be fairly good for his development just to give him those few games and maybe give him that confidence. I mean, look at Troy Terry this season. You know, Troy Terry's always had the skill, but he just needed the confidence to push him over the hump. 
And I know this is a completely different situation, but that happened with Trevor Zegers and Jimmy Drysdale last season. Although Drysdale and Zegers were mishandled. They were misused last season by Dallas Eakins. They both went back to San Diego, got those playoff experiences. So that may have helped them a little bit and kept them going. So I I, I want to see it. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Jacob Perot should go up and play maybe a half dozen games up with the Ducks this season? Or do you think he should just stay with the goals for the rest of the season and just play it out? I mean, here's the upcoming schedule that the San Diego goals have. As we now conclude our program, I just want to take a look at the upcoming schedule for the San Diego goals. This There's only two games this week. They have two games one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Saturday is a massive game down at Pachanga Arena against their rival, the Ontario Reign. The last time these two teams met at Pachanga Arena, San Diego shut out the Reign. This is a game that took place March 12th. San Diego beat them 4 to nothing. The LA Kings are still trying to get guys back. They're not completely healthy yet. So the rain will still be missing some key players on this game against the goals. The goals look really good right now. So they have that game against Tucson. Then they have a game at Pachanga against the Stockton Heat. So you talk about a gut check. This is it. If you want to see Jacob Perot really try to go up against the big guns, this is it. These are the games that I really want to see these young guys try to bust out and take over the games. So once again, Saturday, Sunday at Pechanga Arena against the Ontario Reign and the Stockton Heat. And I say this for the Ducks fans. If you haven't been to a goals game yet, what are you waiting for? This weekend is the perfect opportunity to see the future of the Anaheim Ducks. And just to kind of round it out, there are a lot of games towards the end of the season against lesser opponents. Those might be games that maybe, just maybe Jacob Pro could miss because they're playing Tucson. Tucson should be out of it by then. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. If you're going to bring Jacob Pro up for a few games, bring him up at the end of the season because 23rd to the 29th, they play four games, but three of those games are against the, the Tucson Roadrunners. Not exactly good opponents. And then to finish off the season for the Ducks, they've got a few games at the end of the month. They've got the Kings, the Blues, the Sharks, and the Dallas Stars. Maybe Jacob Perot could play those final four games in that part of the season. It's only six days, and then Perot could come back. So that's where I'm going with this. That's where I want to conclude this podcast. So that's what's coming up. All right. I think we're going to end it there. Yeah, good show. Good show, guys. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to follow along on Twitter, the Locked on Ducks Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Go ahead and make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. And once again, thank you to all the fans down in San Diego. You guys are awesome. And I, I want to keep hearing the chants. I want to keep hearing one, two, three, four. It's all your fault. You suck, loser. I love those chants. So keep it up, guys. Just keep it up. All right. Once again, thank you so much 
for your continued listens. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And thanks for interacting with me. I also appreciate that. For Locked On Goals, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. Thank you.